was like the thing is, is that like they wanted to shoot it and I teamed with the producer and the producer was like, can you change like the entire background of where you're shooting from? So like my apartment, it just has like books and shit all over the place right now. So he painted, he knocked down a wall, <laughs> some drywall. It kind of feels like it. I hate doing these things where they're like, we hate everything about where you live. So can you <laughs> not live like this? I feel like is that classist or just like judgy? What it would like? What makes that bad? <laughs> I well, this is a similar thing. It happened before, and they were like, "So the books in your background, nothing can look political." So I had to like borrow a bunch of shit from my mom and her neighbor so that I can like have a neutral enough background for them. They were all romance novels. <laughs> I was gonna say like Daniel Steele. <laughs> The notebook, or was this like Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, so much Danielle Steele and the dictionary apparently was partisan. Literally, there was a dictionary in the background, and they're like, you can't have that dictionary there. And I was like, who's going to give? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Huh. Very controversial <laughs> dictionaries. You know, spelling is democratic or something. I don't fucking know. It's so stupid. <laughs> Very communist. Oh. <laughs> Where they like now start a fire and throw them in there. <laughs> this is the new America. I didn't know it was like a whole to do. Like I would just be like, suck it. This is, you know, this is my dog licking itself. This is me. And she's going to do that the whole time. <laughs> Well, Carolina doesn't get many offers because that's usually her first response. <laughs> Yo, I've gotten zero offers. Um, also, doesn't help I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> I am not camera ready at all. It's fine. I it, I totally understand why they call Calvin. <laughs> he's willing to go the extra mile. I am. I will to take his whole house. Yes, I'm willing to move an entire bookcase for for a very paltry amount of money. Um, well, I think we've all been rearranging our homes now according to our new Zoom lifestyle. So you have yeah. to you realize now everyone can see your home or your bedroom, but more importantly, everyone is judging your home or your bedroom now. Yeah, actually, that's why I have a ficus. You have a ficus. You have a ficus? Well, I mean, I think it's, I don't know what, I mean, I actually, I'm not sure if I know what a ficus is. I don't is. think you have a ficus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at you right now. We've got video on Carolina. Yeah. I see no ficus. It's, it's a plant, right? <laughs> oh, okay. It's different from, okay. It's not a ficus. It's some sort of cactus. Oh, so it's like a succulent. I've been called, oh, it's a succulent. Okay. That's what it is. Well, I mean, a succulent okay. is basically a prop. It's like a plant girl that like actually can't handle plants. So you get yeah. yourself it's almost dead. It's almost. It dead. doesn't look dead to I me. Have... Oh, I see. The edges it's... are a little brown. Did you water it ever? Yeah, I water <laughs> it and I talk to it. How much light is it getting? Uh, light bulb light. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, I think my succulent has a lot of light bulb light. Wow, she's a that... botanist. There we go. Welcome to professional friends. Yay. <laughs> I'm Carolina Dago, and that's Calvin Cato. Thank you, Calvin. You're very welcome. <laughs> and John Vivacqua. Yes, and I have no plants. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and Anna Peritori. I actually do have one plant that I found in the garbage, and now it is... <laughs> um, I put it really up high, and it dried out enough that it kind of... It looks like a plant, 
You know, it looks like a fake plant, but it's a real dried plant. So you kind of preserved its corpse by... Yeah, like it's like a... Yeah, it's like a plant uh, taxidermy is what I'm interested in these days. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not very good with this. Um, I'm not sure how often... I mean, I do water it, or I like to call it feeding it. Uh, and I just kind of like, you know, with my glass of water, I'll like dump something. So is it's that like we're water? sharing. Is that, I was gonna say, that looks. This is water. No, I, I, I'm not giving my succulent beer. This is water. <laughs> and it's also noon on Friday. So well, it has of us, let's be honest. You're right. I'm actually, I'm having um, a, a tea right now. And it has those little um, tea, tea bags with little notes on them or like the little tags. Do you guys uh, want me? Do you yeah, want me like, to read it? Be yourself, tell your truth, and drink this tea. Uh, close. Yes. It says, <laughs> happiness is an accomplishment. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, it's been a rough week and a half. So <laughs> I think we do really need that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Thank God for your tea, Anna. Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you for sharing that. Just getting up to make tea is also an accomplishment. Thank you. Remember, we have to just just start with the little things, baby steps. Yes. What about Bob? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, are we going to start? Shall we start the great debate, John? Is this is this today? Well, I think uh, we're are we gonna, scheduled? I think we're no. going to talk about Anna's Anna's um, secret S and M yearnings. <laughs> Anna and I Anna and I went to dinner the other night and sat outside for three hours and froze our asses off. It's really in, cold. In various like huts and outdoor sheds and oh, um, no. really like actually just bench seating under like, you know, uh, s- small space heaters. But we've spent most of the night talking about S&M and um, Anna's former S&M relationship came up. I mean, I don't have any S&M yearnings. It's not my thing. But Well, I mean, it's not like I just started talking about it. We we had to discuss what celebrity was outed as a, an, I don't know, a dom. <laughs> well, cannibal, okay, cannibal right. dom. Cannibal dom, yeah. What, what does that necessarily mean? Because there's obviously... Uh, we're not kink shaming. There's obviously normal S and M kind yeah, of. Yeah. So here's what I was like. I was reading all these texts that um, Army Hammer, I guess, has been like outed by like some girlfriend or or was it a wife? Um, John, you fell down that hole real real hard. If you'd like to explain. <laughs> well, he, he now all of his DMs are being released or screenshot screenshotted and released. And, uh, you know, he he was pretty aggressively pursuing intense S&M encounters with the women in his life, with the women he was dating. And I guess there's a lot of reference to like eating flesh and biting and uh, blood drinking. So it's kind of, you know, uh, on the more extreme end of S&M yearnings. Um, I don't know, Anna, if that was your experience. Okay. There was a lot of blood play going on, but so that like, was actually I... the first I've ever heard of someone being that. Um, I don't know. That sounds like some dark web shit to me. I guess when I saw the text exchange, I was like, this guy checks out this feels pretty familiar like because i i remember dating this guy and like at a certain point i was like wow he does talk about wanting to eat me a lot 
and like not in the like oh really yeah like and i was kind of like i guess this is the game like i i guess this is the joke that like my thighs are so succulent reflecting back like you know still kind of strange because there were moments where i'm like does he really want to eat me what's happening (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, in that sense, like, the only way that that kind of thing would work is if it's completely consensual, right? Like, both parties are completely consenting to having this kind of uh, wacky... uh, (laughs) Is that the right description? Uh, These kind of wacky kinks uh, that they're into. You make it sound like an Um, indie movie. Like, she's so quirky. She just likes being eaten, you know? (laughs) She's about to find out. Uh, (laughs) I know. I mean, like, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Because if you're uncomfortable and you're not totally in on this, then that's that's wrong. As far as I hear from the from the, the kink community, uh, that's not yeah, but right. Can, so, you, can uh, you consent to being eaten alive? How does that work? Well, there was that story a while ago. It was like, I, I feel like it was in Germany. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was in Germany. Yes, you're right. Um, do you remember? It was like this guy who um, had met up with this guy on some dating app or maybe Craigslist or something. And um, he consented to having his penis cut off and eaten. What? And- mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, they met up, and you know, he cut off his penis, the guy's penis, and ate it. I think the guy died, actually. Ugh. Um, but yeah. you know, I mean, that was consensual. I personally, that's not my <laughs> thing. Like, and I don't fully understand how that still isn't at least manslaughter. But I mean, you know, I guess it's a thing you can do. It's got to be. I illegal, don't know if you though, should. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you should do that, even if that's what both people want to. I was just talking about just like the fantasy, right? Like when people do paddling and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and the, I, there's a uh, what, what are those that, the, that you hang your your clothes on the clothes oh. and things like that, Yeah, um, which is always always looks uncomfortable. Or uh, like but, the hooks that uh, you put into your skin and then. You're in the air, right? Yeah, yeah, like Hellraiser style. Where there's a fine line between fantasy and then what what is real and what you can really do. Do you remember that documentary on HBO called I think it was like Thought Crime about the the cop who was like, you know, messaging with I think one woman (laughs) in particular about eating her alive and um, yes, but then it was sort of veering into like his plan. So it was no longer sort of a mm-hmm. fantasy play. It was like the messaging got more and more specific about what he was going to do to her. And I think, I don't know, did he like he, he then there was some action involved because I think eventually he was he was arrested or put on house arrest. I think that was the basis of the yeah. documentary. Yeah. So at a certain point, it's like, uh, are you actually going to come here and eat me? Because I think that's illegal and shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he was looking into because he was a cop. He was looking into the police database, uh, so it did seem like some action was going to be taken. And then when you t- you know he was in- interviewed in the whole thing, he seems like just a regular guy, a regular like New York guy, being like, "Oh, I wasn't going to. I know it looks bad." And it's <laughs> like, man, this is a really weird situation that we're in. I don't know what to tell right. you. Um, 
I guess definitely lose your job. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I hate to tell you this, man, but you're going to have to lose your job. You have no position of, of authority right now because this looks terrible and you took it a step too far. And maybe I... I, I don't know. I mean, that is too far. The, the guy in Germany was too far. Yes. Even though the the, the wackiest, I'm going to say this again, the wackiest <laughs> thing <laughs> I heard uh, about that whole thing happening in Germany was the fact that Hugh Grant was attached to make a movie about it. Oh, Wait, oh what? Great movie. <laughs> oh, that's the thing that turns your guys' heads. So like a okay. cannibal, I mean a cannibal Notting Hill? That would be crazy. Could you imagine? It was a rumor. It was a rumor. I didn't really go anywhere, but I remember that being news when that happened, when they were doing the whole trial. It'd be like, Hugh Grant attached to the star as the cannibal or something. Oh, they're not the ED. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure, but he ended up just doing Paddington, too. <laughs> so that, that was better. That was a better decision. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but anyway... Anna has a story that's more personal to her, uh, right? I mean, I guess my story is the same as every girl that, like, doesn't realize that she's, like, now in, like, a weird S&M relationship. Like, I was, <laughs> like, you know, because I feel like the thing is, like, dating, there's all these, like, you know, like, when like when you feel like he's, like, a little too attractive, like, I definitely felt like I was, like, wow, he's so attractive, I think at a certain point, like when you're texting, like someone that you feel like is just like a little above your pay grade, you're like very like, oh my God, what should I text back? Like, and so, you know, when that conversation veers into like, you know, you are my little morsel and I just want a piece. And like, you're like, well, okay, this is innocent enough. All this right. is fine. Yeah. But then it became like about my thighs and my calves and like, oh, boy. And, um, <laughs> you know, at some point he was like, I want to bite. Oh, but there was a weird, there was a Snapchat, uh, because like, I guess also in the community, there's something called like consent, non consent, consensual, non consent, um, which means like two consenting adults, um, are kind of like, it's okay to, to do kind of harmful things because we've talked about not consenting about it but we're consenting about it oh, but i feel so like is that like related to like uh like rape fantasies yeah, like you know when people to, like, have play. yeah yeah as long as you have a safe word right did you have a safe word uh no like we didn't discuss any of that i was like oh like this is safe <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean again because like it was so it was like i was like well i don't want to scare him off even though i should be incredibly scared of him but i was like i you know i don't want to rock the boat and be like hey what's going on um do, do we have a safe word are we just like long what's happening um because like on snapchat he was like don't and and when i come over don't tell anybody when i come over and like ew oh god yeah <laughs> sorry sorry continue yeah, sorry like, my bad sorry about that i was that. like well these feel like red flags but i was like is this the game that we didn't talk about the <laughs> the, the cnc is this what's happening because at the time i was like i was like all right well i guess if i'm getting into this half-assed relationship with like this person that thinks he's a dom like i should absorb as much information as I can about the S&M community. So I was like, I, like a little podcast I would listen to. I was on the Reddits. 
And like, I even <laughs> got to a place where I wrote a Reddit about my, my time. And like, someone's like, girl, run. And I was like, hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you did some research uh, because being confused about whether it's, you know, the right thing or consensual or whatever probably means it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's probably right. not. Like, yeah. It's like that kind of like, you know, like the, the, um, God damn it. Um, who, not Zach Efron, Ted Bundy. <laughs> Those are two very different people. Holy shit. Well, Zach Efron played uh, Ted Bundy. So I could see how you first were, how you first veered one way and then turned around. Yeah. And went to Ted Bundy. <laughs> you know, it's like how I like Tom Hanks, I mean Charles Manson. You know, it just happens. <laughs> like, they're just so, you know. And I'm still waiting for Tom Hanks to play him. I don't know. I guess it is that weird fascination that, like, uh, like a bunch of, like, I feel like a bunch of white women are like, for some reason, we're really into Ted Bundy. And you're like, what's that about? I guess it's it's also the, the like, um, you know, sometimes danger feels sexy. People equate something mm-hmm. dangerous or bad for you with sort of sexual arousal or attraction. But there's also this issue of manipulation. I mean, because you were thinking that guy that you were um, dating was, you know, sort of above your weight class or what have you and then so this issue of like you wanting to maybe please him comes into play and maybe he's playing off of that i mean certainly if you think you have an opportunity to date a movie star maybe you are a lot less inclined to say hey just wondering when you said you wanted to eat me um <laughs> do you literally mean like eat me or what are we doing here i don't think anybody if, if you have a movie store in your dms i don't think anybody is like let's let's pause this for a moment and really talk about what we're saying <laughs> you know i think yeah. you're probably a lot more inclined to just go with it at some point later he like would be like anna i never wanted to eat you like I was in a dark place and I was like, these are stranger texts. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like only white men are like, I'm in a dark place. So let me like threaten to cannibalize you or let me commit sedition. Like only white men do shit like that. It's so it's, much. I'm sorry, John. It's 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 wacky. It's wacky, <laughs> Calvin. It's wacky privilege. Uh, <laughs> it's, wacky. it's zany. The fact that you don't have control of your your own relationship, like Anna didn't feel like she did, like she couldn't just be like, hey, let's talk about this, or maybe she just felt like uncomfortable or something. Like you have to, because because I knew someone who was into S and M stuff, and and from what I learned is like you have to totally be like totally on the same level, right. mm-hmm. uh, total equals, but also be like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, but also you you know know when I'm just being me. And no, and I'm not, and all that stuff. Uh, it's it's a lot of like I, I guess it, it takes a lot of preparation, I guess, of talking it through mm-hmm. and, and deciding. Like, but you have to know where you stand. You can't like feel like oh, if I'm I got to do this for Army Hammer, whoever, or else he won't talk to me again. Which, like, I feel like I would do that with Army Hammer. Like I could have easily been one of these girls. <laughs> <laughs> just because um, you're like, well, he's like a movie star. 
He's obviously not, uh, you know, he's well known, so maybe I'll trust him more. Well, I Do you think, think that, that, or because it's, I think for me, because it was like sort of the first kind of like, oh, this is fun. Like I like kind of got like a little too in it, and then and then eventually I was like, wait a minute, all the other steps didn't happen. Like you know, I think like that was the biggest issue, right? I think like the community itself is kind of cool because like. You know, it it is like we all talk about things and like everybody has to like be aware of everybody's boundaries and like all that is great. Like and you and I kind of wish that could like work its way into like vanilla, you know, sex because like I'm sure there are women that are like not even interested in like certain things on night one, you know, and then they you know are like I guess I'm I guess I gotta do it. I'm pressured or whatever, and then probably if they had a discussion about boundaries to begin with or consent, uh, you know, it wouldn't be such a bad date, you know? Um, I, I remember I was talking with a friend about this a while ago um, about in terms of consent. And what I liked was that she actually mentioned, um, she was like, instead of just kissing someone, because she had taken some like consent seminar and she was saying, um, instead of just kissing someone, you should ask like, can I kiss you? Or like, can I touch your breasts or whatever mm-hmm. and she said that in a way it was a nice way she started incorporating that into her like whenever she would hook up with guys or women and um she was saying that like it was actually a much nicer way and for her it ended up feeling more erotic because it was like oh it's nice to know that like this person is like positively into like me touching her me initiating th- me initiating this and like asking and making sure that she was a she or he whoever her partner was was okay with like okay we're gonna enter into this new boundary we're gonna like expand the circle this way and i'm gonna make sure that i ask you every step of the way and it was a good it was a really interesting thing because it is true like a lot of times in terms of sex like we're not really taught to have like a proper dialogue about like oh i would like this i would not like that or like oh i don't want to i don't know give you a blowjob or i don't want to do cunnilingus or whatever you know Right. And it almost, I, Calvin, it almost sounds like you're describing a healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> what is no that? Way. I don't know what that means. I've never seen one before. I just, I don't understand the, the like, um, equation of sex and violence. I mean, I, I don't really want to be hurt. I don't. And also something about it to me seems so um, self-loathing. Or oh, that you're. I don't, know about that. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know no, about that. I'm not referring to kink. I'm referring to like, yeah, I want you to cut off my leg and eat it. I mean, oh, that to me doesn't. Yeah. I don't that understand. Transcends kink. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I definitely, you know, as I listen to all my many many podcasts about S and M. Right. Well, I think I listen to one called Loving BDSM, um, and uh, you know, it taught me. That, uh, yeah, everything he was doing was uh, low-key, not protocol. And just, like, I think that, unfortunately, that community also breeds a lot of guys that are like, oh, this is a great hack. I can kind of get away with anything and pretend it's us and them. Um, so that's disappointing, I think. Because it's kind of like, no, I'm allowed to treat you this way because I'm your dom. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm like, well, when do we like really? Because t- I remember at some point, because then he just started being like mean to me all the time. And I was like, I don't want to do like a 24 7 thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We didn't discuss that. I was like, no, we didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, this guy sounds like a sexual assaulter and or rapist. Like, that's not okay. Right, and I, I and it's so sad that it's like in the guise of something else, you know? Like, yeah. I guess that's literally anything. Like, Ted Bundy is like a guy that's like, I'm injured. And you're like, wait a minute, you're not at all injured. You're going to injure me? Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot like that. Anna, did you date Ted Bundy? What are you getting at? <laughs> no, Opposite I think she auditioned Efron. for right. the movie with Zac Efron. And that was her test screening, and she was like, "Don't hurt me." High School Musical Two was a Ted Bundy biopic. <laughs> I wish. Or Twenty One Jump Street. I don't know. I was considered to be Jonah Hill. <laughs> but yes, what Kevin says is true. It does sound like uh, pretty much uh, what is it, gaslighting. It was like, oh no, we're doing this thing that you agreed to. It's like, no, it, I have to agree to it every single second of the way. Otherwise, you are assaulting me, and you, you know, or you take whatever steps necessary. Dude, to not, I mean, when was this? When did you d- date this guy? Like, this was, like, from a long time ago, right? Yeah, that that was going on probably a year, like, the year prior to this year. <clears throat> That's when you stopped dating Army Hammer. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then release the DMs. I see now how this happened. Okay. I No, I see that. I see how sometimes people feel like they're, like, trying to be with it or not. Or, or not make someone uncomfortable and then next thing you know he's like no I'm not consenting to any of this I'm very uncomfortable like you know I need to get myself out of this how did I fall into this honestly it's obviously not Anna's fault at all in any little way or anyone's fault it's just like it is a lot of uh, being manipulated right because it's not it's not the right S&M kink, uh, the kink community very much frowns down upon this yeah I, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I've only been their, you know, their 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 president <laughs> for like a week, really. I, I only. And congratulations. Thank you. Oh thank you. God. I am the chairman. Yes. Uh, so I, I guess I will speak for them now, uh, and then I will kindly I, step down. Just reading some of the Army Hammer texts, they're totally the same as as uh, my S and M Dom guy. It's like. I need to eat your entire body. I need to touch each part of you inside and out. That's it. Toys are all very well and good, but I want to consume every part of you. I want to bite pieces off of you. Then the girl tries to deflect. How drunk are you? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. Which, I mean, I shouldn't laugh at, but honestly, that is a thing I feel that a lot of people tend to do like i mean i know i've done that in uncomfortable situations where i'm like "Ah, lol so how's this cheese plate you know like you don't want (laughs) to because there is still such a weird societal thing about like you know you still want to not make things awkward or be you know you want to be deferential even though the you know obviously you should be reacting in a more confrontational way but i think that so many of us are um conditioned to being like, I don't want to make a scene because if I make a scene, it makes me look bad. When in yeah. reality, it's like, no, the offender slash potential cannibal <clears throat> is the person who looks bad and you should call them out. Yeah. Right. Well, also, I want to say like some of the language I feel like is kind of flowery. You know, I feel like it's a little metaphoric, right? Like I want to devour you. I like when you're so cute, I could just eat you up, you know. But then it, you know, when does that language <laughs> <laughs> the other way, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. It's so 
it, it it is that is a that is going too far definitely and especially if like calvin says like sometimes you just don't want to be like i know there's so many times where i should have said something uh whether it's like someone i was dating or just even just an acquaintance and you're like oh no i don't want to make a thing about it because it's a whole to do and it right. sucks that that is what society is about because there's so many times where i just kind of just let it go because it's like well i was it, nothing awful i wasn't physically assaulted i wasn't completely disrespected i just was made uncomfortable but yeah you know even then like that is also like I mean, I'm not going to blame anyone for just like kind of laughing it off at all because I've been there like a bunch of times. But I guess if anything, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to learn now if I see like this person uh, speaking up and being like, hey, that's just not right. And then not even like, you know, screaming or yelling or j just like just being stern and, and yeah. moving on. Uh, if I see someone do that, I'm like, I'm going to be more inclined to do that. Someone sees me doing that. Maybe they'll be more inclined. And then we can, con you know, we can continue this um this, you know and then they tell two friends thing uh yeah i think it's, a, it's so funny this actually came up recently not in an snm context but i was talking with a friend of mine about um uh because we were talking about like in a racial context like you know when is it okay to like call out people who like say racial slurs or sexual slurs or whatever whatever because i mean i'm sure we all have like acquaintances who have said something that's fucked up and I was telling a story about how, like, I used to, um, this is years ago, I used to, like, have two roommates. And um, we were all, like, hanging out together. It was, like, uh, one of the roommates, it was, like, a friend, a roommate's friend who was a friend of mine. And she brought some friends from New Jersey. And I'm not saying it's a shit on New Jersey, but, like, one of the New Jersey friends was a white guy. And so it was, like, maybe eight of us, we were all, like, sitting around. We were, like, smoking, sharing a marijuana joint. And uh, the the New Jersey guy like uh, hit the joint and was like, "Oh, someone n word lipped it," and I was like, "Excuse me, Whoa. what did you say?" And uh, and everyone else got like, "Ha ha, let's try to laugh this off." And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna laugh off the fact that this guy literally said the n word in front of me in my apartment where I pay rent." And it started this like whole fight, and like I was kind of mad at my friends at the time for not being as forceful about it. Where I'm like, first of all, so you just let him say this when I'm not here. A, and B, you know that this actually actively hurt me. And C, this is, again, my house or my apartment. Like, why right. would you right. not say anything? And it's, like, stuff like that that um, – it's, like, I understood their mindsets at the time because it's, like, I understand, obviously, it is hard to be confrontational. And, you know, it is easy to be, like, okay, let's just try to laugh this off and pretend like nothing happened. But at the same time, like this clearly violated someone and you're witnessing this and you're not going to do anything active about it. And you would not have done anything active until I said something. And that's fucked up. At the very <clears throat> least, at the very least, uh, um, even if they were to like left it off and then like, you know, you step up and you say something, they would have to have your back, I would say. I mean, yeah. be like, OK, we kind of like, OK, we we fucked up. But you know what? We're here now. We're gonna back you up in this, and we, we we can't believe that we let this go or whatever. And that's that's even more infuriating when people see you like actually say something, and then they keep pushing you down. It's, it's like that. Are you kidding me? You did yeah. two things wrong instead of yeah. just one. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and I think there's an issue. People have generally with instances like this and others, like this issue of fear of confrontation or I don't want to rock the boat or but the the idea that confrontation has to be 
a fight is also part of the problem because to confront something doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna you know tip the boat over or it just means that you need to confront it or address it or correct it so it doesn't mean that you know you're necessarily looking for a fight it means that you're looking to address said issue i mean this the idea of women getting manipulated into these snm encounters is sort of frightening because it's probably you know more often than not it's because they don't want to rock the boat if they end up in these scenarios without really wanting to do it it's because well i didn't really want them to be mad at me or think i was picking a fight instead of it just being allowed to confront the issue like what are we doing here or why did you say that or i think that is inherently a part of like human beings reactions to things like i don't want to cause any problems yeah Yeah. oh yeah definitely happens a lot and i'm not saying it's definitely not just a female womanly thing at all i know of course comes on both sides but it, it does definitely feel like very much of well i'm so used to being told shut up or whatever, or yeah, it, that right. kind of stuff. Uh, and, and, and That's absolutely the problem most people have with race, because everyone is, like, usually so afraid to confront said issues when they pop up. Like, in the, this instance that Calvin's describing, people are like, well, I didn't really want to cause any ruckus. Oh, right, know? so, like, oh, right. the white yeah. guy who feels entitled to, like, right. have a cigarette and say that. I, I feel like I remember that a lot, Um when I was younger, um, I feel like kids would throw around racial slurs all the time just because they just learned them um, in New Hampshire growing up. And, you know, it was because it was such a white bubble and there were really no people of color um, around. Like, how did that find its way, you know, to Calvin's apartment? You know, like that, that kind of like, we'll just let that slide right kind of behavior went on for years and like how like everybody's like well that's not racist though and you're like how is that not like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy and the thing is like i mean and i like i said i can empathize to a certain extent because i do like having gone to i went to like a predominantly like white high school and like a high school <clears throat> excuse me and a junior high school that was like half black half white so like you do like I used to not like, obviously the N word was not no, but like I would hear certain things where I'd be like, mm, that's racist. And like, also part of it is that I was too young to really understand what was happening. If that makes any sense. Like I couldn't fully put my finger on like why this was a problem, but I was also like, but this is definitely a problem. But then also it was like, um, if I were to raise a concern, I would be seen as the problem as opposed to like, no, the behavior itself is the problem. Right. And I mean, obviously it's not the same as like, I mean, again, like I said, um, obviously this is more of a problem. Like I think that women are generally much more conditioned to be like, oh, don't rock the boat. Don't go with, the, don't go against the flow. But I've noticed a lot with like minorities, like is that that's another thing that happens when minorities are in like predominantly white spaces is like, well, I should be, there's a prevailing idea of like, well, I'm in this predominantly white space and at least they're letting me in. So let me not do anything to like mm. get ostracized from said or space. assimilate as, as much as possible. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is crazy because like you hear a sexist joke or, or whatever, any kind of joke. 
and uh, y- you know, you get the whole like, oh, lighten up, man. Or yeah. back then during the uh, the Clinton years or even the Obama years at some point where, uh, you know, they would make that joke about like, what's her face from Community? And she was like uh, the blonde girl, right? She was a very, uh, she, she was an oh, activist. Britta. Yeah. Britta, yeah, she was an activist and she was, uh, you know, feminist. And whenever she'd get into that, everyone go, because it was funny, I guess, at that in that moment to uh, make fun of self-righteous kind of people. But then when it becomes a problem, it's like, no, it's not funny at all. Actually, what she's saying makes a lot of sense because yeah. the world is burning. And now we can't make it like a thing of like, oh, no, she's already she's making a problem out of nothing. It's like, no, there is a huge problem. There is no nothing. And yeah. there's so much about that that is unfortunately true like today. Uh, oh yeah, I mean we saw it last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I started drinking again because of that day. I know we saw your beer at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink today. Yeah, Carolina didn't actually get cut off, and as much as she had to refill, I didn't want to do it on camera. Yeah, she's it's like very important. They're succulent over there. Um, <laughs> it's no, still I mean, alive. <laughs> it's almost the end of the episode, by the way, and it's still alive. So I want you guys to know that uh, you're wrong. Uh, I'm doing <laughs> what great. What are we wrong about? <laughs> that I can, I, I, that you guys in your mind already assumed that I would kill this. Uh, second. Well, I mean, are you sexually interested in it? <laughs> we should go. Piece, take a <laughs> it cannot consent, Carolina. Let it go, okay? I so do not cut off a stem, Carolina. Don't do it. <laughs> but it's Ooh, dying. What is it when you prune them? Pruning them could be very S and M for the plants. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna we'll find out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self esteem. See you next week. <laughs>